There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing out well out there. It is December 16th. Oh my God, only nine days till Christmas. Woo, man, this time is flying. This is probably the fastest month um, that, that I've experienced in my life. You, you know how they, they say that time speeds up as you get older and older and older? Well, it, it, it's in rapid fire right now. And this month is just flying by. It's absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we, we start the day off with uh, some ironic news, in a sense. Uh, Elon Musk has suspended multiple, multiple journalists throughout Twitter. And he's claiming that this is due to doxing and um, their, their hate speech and the utilization of various symbols and words and all this other stuff and the prom- promotion of, of, of the doxing that was going on. And it's funny because you're seeing a liberal meltdown on Twitter. They're all saying that this isn't fair and that what happened to free speech. And it's interesting because the same thing happened to me and thousands of thousands of other conservatives multiple times years ago. And during that time, it was the liberals who were like, ha ha, we control this, you you don't, It's uh, you guys are out of here because you're spreading disinformation, but now it's them being deleted over disinformation. Now it's them being deleted over very, very cruel and harmful acts like doxing. So it's a good day. It's a day to start out and look and, and just smile and know that Elon Musk is in control of Twitter. And not that I'm like the biggest Elon Musk fan. I think he's doing good things, but I mean, this guy could flip in a second, right? Uh, but we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. In other news, I mean, man, I mean, the, the world just keeps on getting more and more interesting, doesn't it? Europe's largest bank the whole financing of new oil and gas projects. You know, the the European Union is having some uh, massive problems here. They've shut down the majority of their 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 coal and natural gas and nuclear um, plants. This brings them into this winter where there's a proxy war, obviously, between Ukraine and Russia to where their supply chain that provides them with cheap oil is disrupted. They're in the midst of an energy crisis. They have their green, quote-unquote, infrastructure. But that's not really helping that much, is it? Because it doesn't work very well during the winter. But now, I mean, you have HSBC and various other banks that will no longer finance new oil and gas projects. Why? In order to meet the green agenda, the goals of the globalists. This This comes about through something known as ESG. We've talked about this. And you have to ask yourself, is this a wise move? The answer really is no. But these banks 
are more woke than the liberals on Twitter. HSBC has been a key figure in the adoption okay, of ESG. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa, we got someone on here with us? Is, is that Jim Price? Okay, can you hear me? <laughs> a little bit of an echo. How are we doing, Jim? I can't hear the station, though. Ah, there we go. I got you. Can you hear me? All right, we're, we're, we're trying to get Jim Price. I was bringing Jim Price on for a little bit. We're going to have someone to talk to, do a slight little interview, and we'll, we'll try to get him back in. But what I was saying here is HSBC has been a key figure, the ado- or yeah, HSBC has been a key figure in the adoption of ESG. The scheme is a form of leftist activism in which financial investments are incentivized to take into account social and political positions, which do not necessarily benefit the business, such as climate goals or the imposition of diversity, equity, inclusion, hiring practices, these types of things. So it's interesting to look at these banks shoot themselves in the yeah, foot because, because that's what because they're, that's really, what doing. they're really doing. They're shooting themselves in the foot because here's the thing. As more and more people become aware of the woke ideology that is overcoming the world, they're going to look at these businesses, these corporations. They're going to look at these banks and they're going to say, I'm not doing business with you anymore. And they're going to pull their money out, just like we're seeing with the mainstream media, which is this primary domain that is under right. attack. Is that people are no, people are no longer doing business with CNN, MSNBC, CBS News, these types of news agencies because they're, they're just full of, of of crap. Washington Post. All right, I'm, I'm being told we have Jim for Jim Price. What's up? <laughs> hey man, good to see you. I pr- uh, apologize for the technical issues. I mean, obviously we all should put a computer in our brain because the world's a better place every time we mess with computers. Well, you know, it, it would be a great thing to put a computer in our brain if there is no computer outside controlling it, as well as I, I worry about, uh, you know, the reboots, the glitches, mm-hmm. the loss of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, Viruses. We even, yeah, we, we can't even get that right today. Um, what happens when we put those things in our brain? You know, oh, you got a oh. computer virus. Like, I'm just sneezing yeah. profusely. Like, this makes no sense. I don't want to pay 20 bucks for Mac. Uh, uh, was it uh, Mac? Uh, what? Oh, what's oh. the computer virus? Uh, ac- ac- uh, what's McAfee? the guy? What's the guy that gets? Ac- yeah, McAfee. McAfee. Why? I don't want to be paying twenty bucks a month or whatever to make sure that stuff's not getting me. How about we just don't build obsolescence into everything we have? And the computers are really a, a really shining example that they build obsolescence in all this stuff, and they know what they're doing. So, what are they going to do that to you? Well, we only want you around fifty years, so your computer's only going to last for fifty years. Come on, guys. Well, you know, Jim, this is actually a good point, and I'm going to take notes because I'm writing blogs on these things. Right. But this is actually a really good point because you know what's going to happen is the first million people are going to go out there and they're going to get Neuralink injected (laughs) into their brain. They're going to get it all hooked up. It's going to get turned on, right? Right. And the display screen is going to come up in front of their eyes and say, your free trial, your 30-day free trial has begun. <laughs> to, to extend your membership, please, yeah. please put in your – please swipe your wrist by the, the sensor so we can you know, automatically – $99.99 a month after your mm-hmm. first 30 days. Otherwise, services mm-hmm. will discontinue and you'll just see a, a blank screen with pop, various <sighs> reminders popping up and advertisements. 
Oh yeah, you're just getting a bunch of commercials then, right? Then all your ad stuff comes up because they got <laughs> yeah they get you that way. They do adware instead. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I think you're, man. This is exactly oh. what'll happen to. Oh my gosh, that doesn't even that doesn't even sound like. And so then, what are you going to be the outlier that says, "Oh, I don't want the computer." So then you're the guy in Thunderdome that doesn't put the computer in his brain. I mean, how how does this all end up? We've tribalized ourselves so much with this whole government chemical that everybody thought everybody else had to have. What did we, Josh? Let me ask you a question. I really don't care about your life. Do you really care about what I put on my if I put jeans on or sweats on today? I mean, when did we all decide that we wanted to be in everybody else's business? And I mean, when when did we where where, where did that come from? How how did we get here? Well, you know, Jim, it comes from an aspect of control, and, and when we start to look at this society, this culture, mm-hmm. is that there's such an extent of how technology um, infiltrates our lives, integrates into our lives, that the possibility for that level of control arises. Now, if you can control what a person mm-hmm. wears, if you can control what a person thinks, if you can control what a person eats, well, now you have a new level of monetization, a new level of control, a new level level of wealth generation, as well as a control over a whole aspect of information domain. And to some people, this is very powerful. Well, now, um, I, uh, I wouldn't... I had a I was I coached a lot. I coached twelve years of football, coach uh, twelve years of wrestling, junior football, junior wrestling. And when I did that, I learned then that I you can't control people. I mean, I can put together plays, I can give you wrestling moves, I can you can practice all these things, you do all this stuff. But I guess after you've you've done twelve years of doing junior, you know, from kindergarten to you know sixth grade wrestling football. You kind of realize that you don't want, you can't control people. Maybe you ought to just guide them and coach them up. Exactly. Well, that's social engineering. We'll talk more about that and with Jim Price and take a few phone calls when we come back. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. 
We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. We are talking with Jim Price as well as we're going to take some phone calls. We're going to go to Lorraine over here in Rochester. Lorraine, what's up? Hey, um, I love, love, love what Elon Musk has done, and it's, I'm so grateful to him. I think we all should be um, about Twitter. Twitter. But animals in labs are being tortured terribly for the Neuralink. That they are. That's an Elon Musk thing, right? It is, and I wish he would consider that a little. Well, you know, unfortunately, that's just the way our society has been raised and born. You know, Anthony Fauci, the director of the NIAID, uh, CDC over there. Yeah, he, he gassed um, animals for a very, very long time, testing various different biological weapons on them. Um, if we go back into the history of various experimentation, we see this all throughout the history of the world from as early as 2,000 years ago, the testing on animals. Um, it, it's unfortunate. But it also has brought about the progression of science where we are at today, whether it's the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, um, even various other industries in the sense of how adaptability occurs, Uh, you know, electromagnetic interferences on biological life forms. All these things come about because of the testing on animals. Um, I wish there was other scenarios. Maybe these virtual environments that are being created will, will change that to where we can mimic this type of experimentation within a controlled digital environment where we don't have to worry about that. But I, I agree with you, uh, Lorraine. You know, it's my concern as well that the, the torture, the death of these animals, it, it, it's cruel. And these animals don't deserve to suffer. But you also have to look at it in this perspective. What if that's what's happening to humanity right now? What if we are just some lab rats for something else? The ant farm on some kid's dresser. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps on turning that thing upside down. Uh, Lorraine, thank Every you for Every now and again, he just gives it a good it. shake. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's a plausible scenario um, that, you know, human beings are this, this ant farm. Or we are this animal in a lab. Um but it's a scary thought, too. I mean, there's uh, that movie Jupiter Ascending um, with Mila Kunis that talked about this, that mm-hmm. human beings are a, uh, a farm planet for a group of human beings that are far more intelligent and superior and technologically advanced, and that every 50,000 years they harvest these planets 
and then melt all the human beings down into a substance that gives them longevity and allows them to become youthful again and live basically forever. Adrenochrome? <clears throat> I, I guess you could uh, attribute it to the, uh, <laughs> the, the symbolism of adrenochrome. Yes, very much right. so. Although adrenochrome, I mean, we've heard that, you know, from the rumors and the little information that's out there about it, that it does give aspects of longevity. But really what it is is a, a very um, prolific drug is that it produces a, a very incredible hallucinogenic high uh, within people, including the obviously the increase of a, adrenaline within the system. And it becomes incredibly addictive. But other than that, I really don't know too much about it. I try to stay away from those rabbit holes because they're deep and dark and, yeah. and evil. Well, that's a sad part of it is that they keep it just mysterious enough or whatever they're doing that we really can't find the true answers. And obviously, this is all done in secrecy in ways that we can't track. Um, but we're—I mean, I think about six years ago, Josh. I keep—I want to keep going back to this. Six years ago, we weren't having these open conversations about evil in our world. Or the fact that Elon Musk might be somebody who's going to bother to set Twitter free, but we still believe he's doing something with this genetic, you know, modification, computer and integration stuff. Six years ago, I couldn't have this conversation with you out loud. I couldn't have this on the radio. I couldn't do these things. But think about how much we've actually grown in the ability to have open dialogue and discourse with each other. Uh, I, I think we should be impressed with the amount of, of traction we've got. But at the same time, there's still – every time I feel like I've, I've discovered something, there's something else beyond that. And so we have been living in the dark times, uh, whether we really believe it or not. I, I agree. I think that this world had been plunged into darkness for a long time, and we're finally crawling out of that uh, that sludge, that evil and into the light. And I, I talk about this a lot. I'm actually writing a, uh, a multi-piece um, Substack article about this, the, the multipolar mm -hmm. domain, the, the, the domain of information and how we, we have taken back control over this. And this is why we're seeing these things happen right now. We're seeing the transition within the tides of good and evil. And it, it, it's interesting to look at it like this because we tend to always think about good and evil as a battle between God and Satan. Um, we tend to look at good and evil as, you know, an us versus them. But in actuality, good and evil is about the various suppressions or freedoms that we have within society. It's not necessarily because of the actors involved that are producing it, but it's the domains that are controlled that bring it about. And right. when you start to alleviate the pressure from various domains, whether it's societal, cultural, um, I always call the information domain the primary domain, it is when mm -hmm. you free those domains from the constraints, people find these newfound freedoms and they begin to express these newfound freedoms. They begin to test the waters. And what happens is, is those who hold power over those domains have to relinquish it because it becomes the, this, this mass that they can't stop, that the majority of the monetization, the users that utilize that domain are moving in that direction that the tyrants are forced to change. They're, they're forced to acquiesce the power and right. the authority. Well, we got to be careful, too, that we don't take the bait and think that we're gaining knowledge by going down a path that they set for us of misinformation, right? So we don't want to be wrong. Isn't that the greatest fear we all really fight is our fear of being wrong, that we want to know that our religion, 
that our Cheetos, that our grocery store, that our gas station, that we know we're getting the best product there and we're not being duped, right? But how do we know what information we're getting? But the only way we can really confirm is by talking to each other, right? Well, that's exactly it. And I think for at least the last 10 years, that talking to each other has been kind of uh, radicalized. It's been polarized. <laughs> well, that's what that's what the pandemic was. Stay away from each other. Don't talk to each other. Don't touch each other. Touch each other through plexiglass. That's holy crap. I mean, right there was a great lesson in itself. Well, I mean, it was it was long coming before that. I mean, we can go back to um, I, I would go back to 2008, honestly, mm-hmm. or even September 11th. It, it was really September 11th was this defining moment in American um, culture and history. Because if you remember what happened after September 11th, Americans came together like never before. Everybody had oh, a yeah. flag out. Everybody was talking and communicating. It was all about the, the sharing of ideas and the exchange of information. But what happened during this time and after this time is obviously the invasion of Iraq, the invasion of Afghanistan, two countries that had absolutely nothing to do with the attacks of September 11th, um, and then the mobilization of massive troops, and then the the outcry from the public about this, and then various implementations of laws and policies and presidential emergency action documents and executive orders that basically restricted and reduced the rights and the freedoms of, of Americans. And this is right. where we began to see that decline till about 2008 when Barack Obama came in and promised to give all this stuff back but did anything but and really right. switched around and created a global surveillance state throughout all of America, and then through uh, the propagation of racial divide, started separating this country, hmm. started polarizing mm-hmm. this country. And then the well, nail on the coffin was obviously Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and think about, you know, the IMF moved into Iraq and Afghanistan right after we walked in there. So, boy, I'm not sure how that all worked out. It's kind of nice that they went ahead and went with the International Monetary Fund, uh, the well, One World Bank Clearinghouse, right? Well, if you want to think about the International Monetary Fund, did you just hear that Joe Biden um, is planning to give the IMF $65 billion to invest in African infrastructure? (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand that. We're going to print out another $350 billion, but then we're going to give the IMF to go – we're going to give Africa $350 billion, but then we want the IMF to take some billions here, and then they're going to go in there and help Africa. Isn't that why they got rid of Gaddafi? Because Gaddafi had his own gold-backed currency? Well, there was multiple reasons why Libya was the target, Uh, Gaddafi and then Benghazi. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the main reasons is because this is a major trade route that moves north into Syria. And during this time, if you remember Eric Holder and Fast and Furious, where they're giving um, weapons to the cartels, um, and then they were hoping to track those weapons, but they had no way to track them. They are basically just giving them weapons. Um, they were doing the same thing with various rebel fighters um, within Syria that they were hoping would rise up and um, take over control, overthrow the Syrian government and various other governments, and basically produce a terrorist organization, much like they did with the Muajin, Al-Qaeda, um, mm-hmm. the Taliban, that uh, could go in and basically dominate the Middle East. Well, John McCain was one of the the guys doing this, but what they're doing is they're running United States munitions, rocket launchers, and guns up through Libya into Syria. Um, Christopher Stevens, Ambassador Christopher Stevens, actually found out about this. He was the ambassador in Benghazi. 
Right. He found out about this and he started to blow the whistle on this. And one of the things that he did is he contacted Hillary Clinton over this. And uh, after he contacted Hillary Clinton and asked for a conversation with her, um, Benghazi happened and he died a few hours later. Easier to kill you than deal with you, right? That's right. And, and see, Gaddafi knew about this, and Gaddafi wanted probably nothing to do with this. I mean, Gaddafi, right. yeah, was trying to move away from the petrodollar and bring um, gold standardization back to oil and gas, which is interesting because this is exactly what's happening right now with the BRICS plus nations. Yeah. Well, look at uh, we only have $500 billion in gold in reserves uh, as Americans, and yet we have 170. I'm sorry, yeah, we have half a billion dollars in gold. We have um, $170 trillion in debt, unsecured debt right now. It's a good ratio. We're doing great. We're we're doing great. We're we're going to be fine. All right, we'll be back with more Dr. Light Show after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show, and we're talking with Jim Price here. Jim, talk to me about Klaus Schwab. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, I was just sharing with you the article where Klaus Schwab and his right-hand man, Noah, whoever, Harari guy, whatever he's called, says God God is dead, and the WEF has acquired divine powers. Now I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of voodoo they're doing over there, but they're saying they've they're combining all the world's religion to create this new acquired divine power thing. And it sounds to me a little antichrist, a little uh, I don't know. It's it. I, I like I was asking you on the break. I was like, how do you elevate yourself to be a Klaus Schwab, or suddenly you're just going to be the guy who's you know reigning fear over the earth because of the your shaved head and and bad accent. I mean, how do you, how do you, is there a promotion system? Is he part of a union? Does he go into training? I mean, how do we, is there a class I got to take? I mean, where do I go when I get to this point where I don't want to be a tool like him, but I want to set humanity free? How do we, what's the counter? How does he get there? Well, who's the counter to that? Well, you know, like I was mentioning to you, there's a book out there. Um, Uh by a guy by the name of Dr. John Coleman. Now, people that don't know Dr. John Coleman uh, served this country in in the Central Intelligence Agency for multiple years. He was all around the world, worked with various governments, nonprofits, NGOs, these types of organizations, and began to see how all of this unfolded. Uh And what he began to realize is that there was a committee of a few hundred people that actually ran this world. And wow. he started to see that there's this upper echelon, this upper hand, and that there's right. various organizations throughout the world that were created as basically public disclosure aspects of these people. But these people, you'll never know who they are. They are in the midst of, of royalty, um, of what we can call the black Italian nobility, right? right. the Khazarian mafia. These are people who have ruled for hundreds, if not thousands of years through various means and have now taken backwards into the shadows. Um, you got the, the Bavarian Illuminati that came out of this, the support of Adam Weishaupt, the infiltration of the Masons. This is who these people are. 
and they're incredibly right. secretive. And anybody that you see out there that's that's on the, the the local level, that's out there talking in the public, Yavalno, Harari, Klaus Schwab's, Barack Obama's, these types of people, right. they are low level figures. They, they, they don't sit at the upper echelon. Bill Gates, they don't sit at the upper echelon. The, these people are so the So there's low a cool dwellers. kids club above the cool kids club. Yeah, there's a cool kids club way above the cool kids club. And to get into, <laughs> into, get into that club, you had to be around hundreds of years ago and your family had to be significant and probably kill a lot of people, seize a lot of land, and steal a lot of wealth. Really? I mean, this. so it, 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 we keep doing this, though. We keep circling back to killing people, controlling people. Is this what we were put on this earth to do, is to just tear each other apart this way? Well, you know what I also think is, is, is that's a good perspective, Jim. Jim. Because yeah. what were we put here to do? Well, we were put here to be free. We were put right. here to make our own choices and our own decisions. But if we were put here with the, the free will that God instilled within us, that means right. that it was meant to be utilized. It was meant to be evolved from that point. Right. But if you look through history, what you see is systematic enslavement of humanity, is that humanity begins to acquiesce that, that decision-making power, that free will to various authorities. And that is the trend that we see. Now, I don't know if that's because humanity is gullible, if they, you know, they live in a perpetuation of fear or what it might be. But I think that the world is headed towards a point to where that, that mentality, that mindset is beginning to shift. That right. when you're, you're engaged in so much oppression, so much fear for so long, that you eventually snap. And I think right. that we're moving towards that point right now that, that humanity is at that breaking point, is at that waking point, And the grips of control that these people, these organizations have on humanity is slowly loosening. And that they're not going to be able to control what's going to happen in the next 20 years. So can we go back to the, the school rule that says, well, just ignore them and move on and go live your life? I mean, honestly, if we... If we quit kowtowing ourselves, which kowtow is the, is the idea of bending at the waist or bowing at the waist and bruising your forehead because you, you, you bowed down to these so much. If we decided just, you know what, we're done. I'm not going to do this. We're, we're out. I'm out. I'm out of the fiat currency system. I'm out. I mean, can't we just all at once just say not going to do it anymore? I mean, honestly, couldn't we just make that simple decision or are we just been so trained into the, the livestock animals we know that we just keep going down the same chute and – living the same life you know jim uh you know a husband and a wife go to the grocery store and they start to decide on dinner the mm. man wants steak the woman wants chicken who wins the one with the pocketbook <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the one with the decision making process right right um yeah. but we we tend to disagree in a lot of things and the problem is is we can't agree on what we want for dinner how can we agree as a civilization where we want to be in the next five years Right. And that's why you have this hidden hand. That's why you have these organizations that rose up and seized that control because they can all come together mm-hmm. and agree on the same decisions. And then they have the, the ability to implement that through their hidden right. hands, through their organizations, through the corporations, through the government, through the politics, and manipulate humanity. 
Wow. So we're useful idiots. I mean, we, we're doing it to ourselves then because of our own infighting or, you know, whatever we, we want to do, right? Well, exactly right. We, we, we do it to ourselves. And like I said, All right, right guys, now, I'm making an announcement right now. Everybody stop doing it to yourself and then we can <laughs> fix this. <laughs> whatever it is and you, that you do to yourself, we need to stop that. Let's just stop. I'm, I'm putting I'm putting today. It's uh, it's Friday, December 16th. All right, everybody stop. Well, I, I think there's, there's multiple points it? here. Yeah, well, I think there's multiple <laughs> points here, though, to look at is it's not necessarily, um, you know, the group consensus that we do it ourselves. It's just the individuality of the human being is that we have mm-hmm. our own likes and dislikes. We have our own methodology of doing things. And well, everybody's special, problems, Josh. We're all special. True, but Sorry. but the problem is, is that human beings were never meant to live in big cities. Have you ever noticed that the majority, the centralization of all mental illness, the centralization of the majority of the crime, the majority of the murders, all occur mm-hmm. within large cities? They say, well, that's because it's large population density. Exactly. That's the problem. Yep. You don't see that in other Parts. You don't see that in populations that are spread out. Typically what happens is when you give people space and you give people freedom is they tend to leave everybody else alone and just want to be left alone. Right. Well, think about that, though. I mean, they've showed that there's uh, scientific studies where the closer you put animals together, they mimic uh, homosexual type behaviors and, and, and killing and maiming and weird things. The closer you put animals together in boxes, in cages, they start picking up these really weird traits that seems like the destruction of their society. But in the same way that we do it, when we put people in big, tall buildings, we start seeing weirdos come out of it. Exactly. And, you know, maybe it has something to do with who we are as human beings as the way that we subconsciously um, actually communicate, emotionally communicate, that as we gather in to these small crowded spaces is that we begin to pick up on the, um, the lack of assurity. We begin to pick up on the, the aspect of fear, uh, of abuse, of violence, of all these things. They begin to affect us more and more. And then you add in there the mainstream media with the propagation of fear. And this overwhelms the psyche to the point where it collapses and crashes and begins doing things that are outside of its nature. Right. Well, and that's sad that we, I mean, we both can have these conversations and say, listen, you know, these are some simple things we can do. Don't, don't fall into the, this, the, this other voice in your head, make decisions that you know are going to be good for your fellow man, do things that make it, you know, the world a better place but yet we fall into the infighting, the tribalism over what color my skin is, what's between my legs, and what I do in my bedroom. That, that's, that's, I think those are the three primary ways that they get a hold of us and manipulate us. Well, yeah, but that's the fuel that's thrown on the fire, right? Is because right. they make social issues polarized to that degree. Is yeah. that is social engineering. It's funny. I just said this at the last break. Social engineering. We'll talk about it in a minute. And now we're at the <laughs> next break. We're like, social engineering. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll be right back with Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using 
promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back on the Dark Delight show. And social engineering. There we go. Social, social engineering. engineering. <laughs> so social engineering is actually a, a phrase. That's a heck of a teaser for like a half an hour though, right? Just right. Like telling you what well, <laughs> it's a phrase that has came out of the whole computer world. And, and really, uh, it's psychological manipulation of people into performing certain actions for divulging various types of information. It really evolved out of the, the computer world, but in the psychological context, this is exactly what's happening when you're, you're working with people's emotions. Um, I've talked yeah. about this. I was in marketing for many years. And the way that the algorithms work on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all these things is actually a back-end marketing platform. And it's a machine. It started out as machine learning. Now they have integrative AI. But the way it works is it uses what I call micro-emotional stimulants. And so you'll have things that are showing up in your, in your, subco- uh, your peripherals that actually interact with your subconscious mind. And so if you're ever on Facebook and you're scrolling your feed – you never notice the things that are happening on the side. You never notice the things that you move past by real fast. But these are actually producing micro-emotional reactions within your body. And right. that this algorithm strategically places these things there. And then what happens is, is they exploit that emotion that they're teasing. And, and I they got de- something here. You, yeah? you, you, just, you just nailed something here. Okay, guys, we don't have enough iodine in our diet. We don't have enough minerals in our diet. You talk to any of these doctor artists and these other people telling you don't have these certain things. What if all the stuff that they've been making us deficient in actually exacerbates that ability for them to be able to mind manipulate us through the social engineering? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Ow. 
Yeah. Get on some vitamins. Get on your minerals, folks. Get out there and change your life. Sorry. Anyway. Well, but, but, but as, you, as you begin to scroll and continue to scroll, and this is cross-platform as well. But right. as you begin to scroll, what happens is they strengthen that emotional response until the point is, is they put that video in front of you of that sad little puppy being abused. And it says, click here to donate. And that's when you have that emotional reaction. Tears start coming down your eyes and you click that button and you give them $100. Now that company just earned their keep because what they did is they exploited your, your unbalanced emotional center within your mind. And you had no clue it was even happening. But the whole time that you were scrolling, there was little signs of puppies here and there. Loving your puppy, kissing your puppy, right. holding your puppy. And then all of a all sudden, puppies are being abused. In the eyes of an angel. Exactly. So (laughs) this is kind of how these platforms work, but this is a form of social engineering is that they want you to click on that. Now, now you take and extrapolate that. Now, let's say that it's a political candidate who wants your vote. Right. They do the same thing. This is what the Cambridge Analytica thing was all about, was going out there and producing various points of information that targeted the emotional centers of various ideologies exploiting those emotional centers to the point of emotional reaction to where they would donate to a political candidate and become emotionally attached to that political candidate. And when you're emotionally attached to something, you're going to be, you're going to vote for it. You're going to go out there and you're going to support it. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and, and again, we guys, we have to live life with purpose don't do things out of superstition or tradition. I mean, th- I mean, I, I say we, I, I take that back, but I don't take it back. I mean, we need to do things, you know, get together, do things, become, come together, get closer, all that. But at the same time, think about why you're making certain decisions in your life. Why do you always cut the end of the Easter ham off? We've been doing it for three generations. It's how we always did it because Grandma had a small pan. We got to get better than that. We've got to be the people that actually live life with purpose and do things and move the needle in the direction we want to. You vote with your money. And you vote with your mind. Your actions are votes. Your your life is a vote. So think about it. You got to go out there, live life with purpose, and not just oh, I don't know how I got to this one world religion. It's just crazy. Put on my hat. Let's go. Well, yeah. Let me plug into my computer system right now. I put it in my ear, and um, <laughs> and I can go worship my God now. <clears throat> well, that's where the world's headed, though. Is yeah. people have become so emotionally attached to this device in their hand, emotionally attached to, to this app that you scroll, that feeds you that content. You ever, you ever wonder why people scroll through these apps so much and they consume this information? Because they're emotionally attached to the content. Yep. That little it, serotonin it, drip you're looking for. Yep, and and it's the reason they're emotionally attached to that content is because they're lacking that in their real life. They don't have that part being fulfilled in their real life. That they go out there in their real life and it's boring, it's mundane. The reason is is because you're not allowing things to happen in your life. You're not being outgoing or outspoken or whatever it might be. But people compensate for that with digital right. technology and they get that emotional reaction, that emotional connection, that emotional relationship 
with other people, with influencers, yeah. with with you know other people's families on Facebook. Oh, what a cute puppy you got! Oh man, I wish I could have a puppy. Oh, send me pictures of your new puppy. Oh, I love your Christmas tree and liking all these comments. And then they, these are the same people, Jim. That on Facebook, they go out there and they take these these pictures, you know, make sure make sure everybody's smiling of their family. And then right after the picture, the husband goes back to his phone and drinks a beer. The two kids like start fighting and, you know, ripping each yeah. other apart. And the mother's like, look at my beautiful family. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are so happy. And then other people go in there and go, I'm so jealous of them. Like and love and like and love and share. Well, because we limit ourselves, because we think that we can't have that. But, I mean, the traveling I've done over the last couple of years across this country, I used to think the same thing. But, you know, I'd get in my truck, and, and I'd go to these events and speak and do all this stuff. And it's really not as hard and as expensive as we make it out to be. Now, granted, if we're paycheck to paycheck because we're on this hamster wheel of debt that they've put us on with fiat currency and inflation and everything else, we're all getting a big economics lesson right now. But I get it that sometimes it seems impossible, but the thing is, is what we limit ourselves is our own thoughts. Don't limit yourself in your own thought. Be better than that. Make your heart the right way it needs to be, and then be more adventurous. Go to another grocery store. Go to a different hardware store. Go to another city. I don't know. Go visit your folks. You know, there was a, there was a little thing I saw the other day. It was They said, well, how long, how long do you think your parents are going to live? Oh, they're going to live about eight, another eight years. Well, how many times a year do you see them? Oh, I don't know, three or four times. Oh, so you're only gonna you're only gonna see them like another handful, uh, twenty sometimes the rest of your life. You're only going to see your parents twenty more times. So think about that, folks. That we got to change how we put our lives together here and how we've been doing this math because obviously it isn't working. It de- it doesn't feel satisfying. So go out and make those connections that feel satisfying. The same way scrolling through whatever and making those likes. Get out there and live life the way it should be. Dude, absolutely spot on. You know, I, I, I'm thinking about this. Is I bet you know we're gonna have to bring Jim on more often. I, I like talking <laughs> to Jim. And the conversation we, we don't get into much news of the day, but we definitely talk and conversate about some really interesting topics. And you know, but this we, is we got, the news. This is, is really the, more the news than the news. You're absolutely right. How about this? Is that uh, the National Archives released over thirteen thousand CIA documents on the JFK assassination? Do you see the redactions on them still? I saw redactions, but you know what it, it shows is that is that there was CIA involvement directly within the assassination of, of President John F. Kennedy. The government you're paying for shot your president. That's right. Period. Full stop, folks. I don't care. You you want to pay your you, you? I'm not telling you how to live your life, but those tax dollars, the the bow downing, the kowtowing, you did. You're paying for them to kill your president. You're paying for them to to go in and, and to rush into Trump's home and go through his wife's underwear. You're paying for that. You paid for that service. So enjoy it. I hope you got what you wanted out of it. Well, I don't think it's this audience. I think this audience here is like, I, I, I didn't pay for that, Jim. What are you talking about? I, I didn't want that. <laughs> They're going to hunt you down, Jim. They're going to come to the next Clay Clark event and find you. And, and <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. My name is Josh Reed. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Uh, I will tell you is that I think there's going to be more revelations that actually come out of this uh, of these 13,000 files. We've only begun to look into them. Um, and unfortunately, I was looking at a whole bunch of other information, writing uh, some other research articles at the same time. So it's going to take me a while to even get to them. But listen, this is Josh Reed. That's Jim Price. This is the Dark Delight Show. We're going to be back with you next week for more of the Dark Delight Show. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Much love, respect. God bless you. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.